Well, it's a dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense. Trying to tangle with us, scoop up a big black booties in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money to search. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, Yeah, and there's and there's I think a little bit more weird information that's coming out now about yeah, it. Yeah, it, it seems like most of the the contention is around how consensual it was, and it, it doesn't seem like she mm. was that keen to see some random Tasmanian cricketer send pictures of his hog. Uh, yeah, and there might also be some. There might also be some sketchy stuff with her and Cricket Tasmania as well. Well, Cricket Tasmania have that fucking history. Um, mm. Is she the, is she the same person who they ran out of town because of because of her personal opinions on the the anti-abortion thing, or have they not got no. that? Right? Oh, okay, because no, they did not f- her, but that but there might be some might be some cash mis 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 mis. Management. Oh right, so they're trying to. With- yeah, okay. So this is all. Mm. It's yeah, all it's, a delightful. It's really weird. Cricket so, Tasmania sounds I'd- like it was really well run in the late two twenty ten. I'd just personally like to thank everyone that called me, texted me, uh, sent me a pigeon saying, "So, Mitch Marsh, good cricketer, hey?" Turns out there's quite a few people that know my. Uh, my aversion for the marsh cricketers. Well, to, to be fair, you've you've never really made your opinions on the marshes as a uh, as a family, as a record label, as a motherfucking crew um, in any way uh, a, a question. I mean, you've made that extremely clear. Yeah, is is Westbrook like a a, a stealth marsh? Do you reckon? I'm not sure who that reflects more poorly on. Westbrook, the marshes, or you? Right. Right, right now, probably Mitch Marsh. He's probably saying, "Hey, man, he's like, I can win shit. I literally just won the fucking World Cup. <laughs> Cup, yeah. Don't be putting Westbrook on me. Yeah, I mean, Adam last week was putting like- pu- putting the fucking all of the crimes of Shane Watson with his enormous front pad and his his inability to not review things on on mm. Mitchell Marsh, and he's probably right. That and the the kind of yeah. the white whale of trying to find an all rounder that, that's plagued Australia since both of them ripped him up in the eighties. I haven't listened to that episode yet, but I'm assuming that you touched on the the irony that Shane Watson brings his homework to his commentary gig in a way that he never did when he was playing for Australia. No, we didn't, but that's an excellent line, and I'm glad you've shared it. Because, <laughs> like, everything I've heard is, like, he would turn up with copious, copious amounts notes. of notes. Yeah, on- well, it's fine as long as oh, Mickey oh. Arthur isn't trying to stuff it under your door. <laughs> <laughs> like the world's shittest fucking Australia Post um, career, dude. Uh, no, I don't think I've ever been more disappointed for an Australian victory over New Zealand as I was in that case. Uh, oh, we just, we just knew it was going to happen because, like, like I said on the on the episode, that the audience was probably heard, but you haven't. Um, New Ze- for whatever reason, New Zealand could be the best ah oh, the best cricket team in the world in terms of Test cricket. And you know, uh, a perennial world beaters, and they'll they'll go and you know punch India in the face, and they'll go and beat England in England, but they'll always lose to Australia. 
And for, for whatever reason, Australia doesn't rate them, and New Zealand knows that. Yeah. And they 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 can't get away from that fact. It's funny, like okay, so let's let's bring this back to basketball because this comes right firmly back in the thing that Daryl Morey just does not believe in, which is because this is the Bulls that- podcast. This is the <laughs> and and we're good on it. We're good for a cold open, supposed aren't to we? be a- Yeah, um, a particularly cold it, open like- when you've got the jingle jingles. Oh, yeah, I'm still on the red wine. I just just walked in from training. Um, you know, Maury is like this clinical figure that just does not believe in any of that mythology, team building, like the touchy basic humanity, just- human <laughs> resources. <laughs> well, literally, he does um, not give a fuck about the humanity of the people who work for him. He, he's just he's just playing Monopoly. These are just mm. a bunch of houses on Park Lane. He does not give a fuck. Yeah, um, and. The, the, the stupid thing is, is like, he's a smart guy. There's plenty of evidence out there. In fact, there's really good evidence of what happens when you build good team chemistry with good pieces that work together, like in real time, showing you. Because uh, I was listening to a podcast today about the dubs and they sort of went through all their players after Draymond, right? So you got Stefan Draymond. Okay, yeah. That's that's pretty good start. That's a nice two to have. But then they're like, if you said Otto Porter and Andrew Wiggins and thirty-seven-year-old Andre Iguodala, like if you put all those guys and with- Jordan Poole and Damian and Lee Jordan- and yeah. fucking uh, Juan Toscano Anderson and every yeah. other motherfucker, these are all marginal NBA starters. Well, to be fair, Wiggins is probably better better than that, but they are getting yeah. plus performance out of some marginalised players because of all that intangible bullshit that Daryl Morey doesn't believe in. Exactly. And it's it's just like the the like I don't know if you saw the little Whereas you could you could argue the sorry the, the budget over the top but you could argue the exact opposite for, for all of the squads Morey has been in charge of. They have got less than the sum of their parts out of pretty much all the semblances of talent that he's put together. They yeah, they well, failed and, on the rig with Chris Paul and James Harden. Uh, Lowe was talking about the fact that Ariza was, you know, hitting more three-pointers than he'd ever hit on the Rockets and was absolutely miserable. He's like, I'm hitting all these shots. Like, I'm I'm this super efficient, highly sought-after player, but it's just no fun. Like, it, you know, it's it's driving me batshit insane because all I do is I, I rotate to the corner, I stand there, I wait, I wait, I wait. Oh, here it is. Shoot. Get it. Okay. And he's just like, it just... It's bored me to tears. I'm not playing basketball. Um, I'm basically standing in a driving range. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, his grand experiment of, you know, this pure, cold, hard numbers basketball. Like, yeah, asset management uh, uh, and uh, and analytically driven numbers, you know, uh, stati- experiment in statistics. You've still got humans. The humans <laughs> dictate whether they can, whether this works or doesn't work. And- like I've dragged, it, it's really funny, right? Because I watched the um, I watched the the Brisbane Grand Final, like our our sort of top level club final, and one of the teams was short. Listen, did you see how seamlessly he brought it back to himself and to touch football? <laughs> did you see that? Uh, touch football, not myself. Uh, did, not myself. Did you also notice how how clumsily Adam tried to crowbar in third grade cricket last week? Yeah. <laughs> 
watch and learn from a master of the craft. That's all. <laughs> so the the team that was the underdog nominally, right, just went out and played exactly their sort of game plan. And it's like you've played these guys three times already this year and you've lost three times playing exactly the same way. So you've gone out and gone, let's play exactly the same way again and expect a different result. And it's, uh, this is what I don't understand about Maury. He's a smart guy. Can he not see that this shit isn't working, that maybe he needs to bring in a second in charge or someone that does believe in team building that can be like his conscience or his good devil on his ear? I don't care what the fuck it is, but th- this is... This is Tibbs, the front office Tibbs, you know, where you go and do all this research and you just stick exactly yes, to your guns. he refuses to fucking learn yeah. from anything that he goes through. He refuses to learn. And his acolytes have learned. I mean, the guys who who, who came up under Maury are nowhere near as, I mean, maybe uh, Gerson Rosas probably was a bit more too, too much that way. Uh, and that's why they got him up out the paint in, um, in Minnesota. But- it's it's like why haven't you learned from the fact that your shit doesn't work? That, yeah. that your the, your failing is that you can't make humans want to like each other. <sighs> anyway, it's important that he exists, though. It's important to show that this this will never work. The way that Maury goes about his business, this absolute fucking Excel spreadsheet driven bullshit. The the absolute you know hard far right extreme of of analytics basketball can't work because these are humans well it's encouraging sure there's someone that, that for sure there's someone coming up right who's a really smart analytic based executive and who's watching this and going oh okay well i need to learn about people management you know i i can tell you who statistically the best crew is to put together but i also need to learn about this shit because uh it's interesting like t- talking about learning Golden State have absolutely learned from their last two years. You know, they went and got um, – who's the guy they got from the Suns that was uh, – Kelly Oubre, you know. Yeah. A, a very talented player but not a player that fits their what they're trying to do and how they're trying to play. Not a guy that's going to feel the ball and move it on and, and cut and do all those other things. So they tried this – like, he's obviously more talented than the guys they've got this year, like on a pure one-on-one talent level, but he doesn't fit. They went, I mean, they I'm went not sure and got a whole is. bunch of guys that I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure he is. I think he's just had more time in the league to be able to demonstrate that he's got those got those skills. But what you've seen mm-hmm. is a massive leap from those Dubs players proportionate to the amount of time they've had to spend with Stefan Dre together. And it's like yeah. playing with – you need to get enough reps with them on the court to understand how to interact with Steph and Dre and when he gives you the ball, how to give it back to him, you know, what, like how to how to manoeuvre around. And that's been the step up. It's, it's enough reps with Steph and Dre for those other parts to figure out exactly how they work in the ecosystem. And the difference is, is striking compared to, you know – the same time last year when much of the same parts were playing, you know, with, with Steph and Dre in the few games that they managed to play together. So I've got a question for you, right? Like, the NBA is a real copycat league. Is it just that it's too much hard work? Like, if you're a really talented player, you're, you know, there's there's a certain level of player that wants to embrace the grind 
and is really talented, right? It's normally you're one or the other. You know, you're a grinder because you don't have the talent or you don't grind because you've got the talent and you can just fucking do shit that other people can't do. And Steph is a guy that works really hard and then also has an obscene amount of talent. But why why is there no no player that's copied his fucking I'm just going to run all day and cut and cut and cut and cut? Like people have tried to mimic his I'll shoot from 40, but no one there's, – there's no copycat player in the off-ball stuff yet. I find it really baffling that no, no guy that can shoot it like that, the off ball stuff doesn't work if you can't shoot like Steph. Mm. I mean, you can you can cut all your life, but if you got, can't yeah. make the shots, then then all you're doing yeah, yeah. is basically creating you know distance. But it would it would work if you were a thirty like a half decent shooter. Like you don't have to be you don't have to be Steph. Like as long as you have to be respected a little bit, it would work. But no, like. Yeah, I don't know. It just—I it, find it really strange that he's gonna—he's gonna go down as like this generational player that no one really is copying. Like Trey Young, Trey Young can shoot like him, but he doesn't cut like wow, him. I don't know about that, but I, I think what you've got is—is is you've got a, a, a unique talent. Mm. But there's plenty of people who are trying to be Steph. I mean, that was why Steph was so keen to stomp the Hawks the other week. Was yeah. that? Yeah, you know, this young blood actually sees himself as the next Steph, and, and Steph but is but like, he does, ah, he, maybe not. Yeah, but he he does that first part of it, but not the second. Like he doesn't move off the ball. Like he he shoots no, like he's... him, and he can move off like off the ball like him, but he doesn't run as. Like if you looked at the amount of kilometers that Trey Young runs in a game and the amount of kilometers that Steph runs in a game, they're just not the same. Um, yeah. Anyway, I just want to, and I think that the 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 dedication, the off season dedication to be able to get yourself in the sort of shape to be able to do what he does, is probably a little bit uh, uh, misunderstood and not not really um, appreciated. Like the, the dude isn't fucking. I was I, I watched um, uh, which game was it? Wasn't the Cleveland game? Maybe it was the Hawks game. And it's just like holy fuck, the guy just like it's all like. Short sprint, stop, change direction. Short sprint, stop, change direction. It's like, you did that for 38 minutes just constantly like he does. And he was questionable coming into that game. I mean, he probably shouldn't and, have played that game. You know, playing the fucking Cavs. I mean, the Cavs have had a fantastic yeah. start to the season. They were like 9-5 and five or 10-5 and five or thereabouts, about the same record as the fucking Nets. Uh, yeah. But they were – they're short of a lot. They've had a massive injury toll just recently and – I mean, Steph Curry won them that game, but Steph Curry didn't need to be playing in that fucking game. It mm. does make you wonder about is this entirely sensible to be riding Steph quite as hard as, as the dubs are, but that's that's the kind of second guessing that isn't any fun to have in the NBA discourse. Yeah, and and the thing is that um like you know, that the other night he scored forty points in twenty eight minutes or something. It's like Yeah. The, the dude has that the dude has those games where it's like, well, you know, you want us the game but you you sort of played three quarters. Um, yeah. It's, it's that look, the Warriors being like, this is fucking fun. The NBA has a lot of fun shit. Like, uh, Jokic just being batshit insane with having to have the extra usage because there's no one else on the team to take the load off him. They have um, like one and a half but, starters. They're really not going that well. They're not like, having a great time. Oh, they're, what's their record? They're not too bad, are they? Yeah, they're afloat, but it's yeah, yeah. 
But that's all they've got to be, don't they? And, and hope that Murray comes yeah, back. Yeah, they're nine and six along with the Clippers. Yeah. Um, but there was this there was this little sequence from the game two days ago where he's at the like sort of at the top of the three point line, slightly off center, sort of facing one sideline, and they run this little action and pass it up to him so he can sort of surveil the floor. And before he's even caught the ball, his arms are sort of like flicking the ball across to the opposite corner, except he never once looked at that fucking player or even in that general direction. He just like read the floor and knew that someone would be in the corner and that that defender had gone into, oh, it's just, fuck, man. There's a space in which I expect someone to be. Yeah, I would love to have a tenth of his vision. It would just be awesome to be able to think like that. But a lot of this relies on everybody else, and that's the thing. I mean, that's why the dubs are so are so good this year. Is that all the all the other bits have figured out where to fit? Yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine Jokic with a Clay Thompson. Holy yeah. fuck! Yeah, uh, that would be quite scary, actually. Oh no! Um, I just looked up the points. Adam was only a, like two points behind me, like a day or two ago. <laughs> that's not that's not what it is now. Poor old Adam. I'd. I've had some bad days. It's a quick score update. I'm uh, 82 and 73. Adam is 74 and 78. He was over 500 uh, about two days ago. And I, I probably blame the Lakers. I mean, I don't even know what the results have been. I'm just going to blame the Lakers. Uh, the cl- and Bezo the is a, is a well. dirty ass last. Yeah. I, my Hawks have really. Although, although you, your me. sons are on a, are on a, like a 10 game winning streak. You're, um, you know, you've got some, uh, you've got some, you know, good things coming to you. I still don't feel I'm out of it because I've got the Hawks. I'd like to think so. We're only only about a a month through the season. Yeah, I I sort of feel like the Hawks are going to sort some shit out and I sort of feel like the Celtics could at least get healthy enough to get to fourth or fifth in the East. Um, Yeah. Well, you've got Phoenix um, Phoenix at two. Denver are improving. Memphis had a good win today against uh, against the the Clippers uh, for you. The Timberwolves are kind of hanging around. They're closer to 500 than I kind of thought they would be. Spurs are they're, they're, dirt, though, uh, in, yeah. in the West. That's your, that's your other Western team. They, they, they lost again today. Um, but in the, in the East, uh, it, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not it's, good. It's weird. It's not it's good. Weird, man. The East is fucking weird. The Cavs, the Bulls. The Wizards, like oh, the Wizards yeah, yeah, lost yeah. today, but the, but my, my Wizards were the first seed. Yeah, your best team is the Wizards. Boston are below five hundred. Atlanta are, are two games below five hundred. Toronto are the same, and Orlando, we didn't think much of Orlando, but so they're your teams. Your teams in the East, um, top of the East, uh, Miami at uh, eleven and five, and uh, Brooklyn at eleven and five, which is Adams. But Adam, this is where Adams making his money is um, in the East with Brooklyn and Chicago. Uh, the Bulls um, cough one up to. Yesterday against the Blazers, uh, which they'll be upset with because they were going really well on their um, on their West Coast tour. That's true. The Orlando are my favourite team, if for nothing other than they always get up to beat the Knicks. <laughs> that hardly seems a comment that's, that should be put forward on Australasia's <laughs> on the- leading Knicks positive basketball podcast. Uh, the Knicks are still seven into bad habits. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard to kick him, you know. You know, yeah. my name is Bezo, and I'm a I'm a Knicks bagaholic. I like bagging the Knicks. Milwaukee, um, they're just injured. I mean, they're they're clearly good. I mean, they beat the shit out of um out of oh, fuck who did they play the other day, but they played really. They looked really good doing it. Yeah, Milwaukee are going to be fine. 
Yeah, they'll be just, fine. They just need to get healthy and. Yeah, well, they, they finally got Middleton back the other day, and uh, and yeah, they're starting to look. They're starting to look like a basketball team again, instead of just a bunch of dudes who met uh, Giannis at the gym and decided to rock up. Yeah, and play. so the funny the the funny thing is is that they might have unearthed like another starter. Oh, the Lakers, in- of course they they beat the shit out of the Lakers um, yesterday. Like the the Bucks might have unearthed another starter in Grayson Allen. You know, this dude that can just sit. Rotate again around the three stars and and hit three pointers yeah. and the the fact that they've been able to give him shitloads of reps with Giannis uh, while the other two guys came out and I just think that's gonna that's really gonna help them down the stretch when they've got all yeah. four of those guys because you're not across college basketball uh, narratives he was the archetypal. Yeah, he was the bad guy, wasn't he? Duke player who used to trip people, and he was a complete so fucking he was deli. shit rag. No, no, he was the worst. He was like a preppy deli. He was like private school deli. Ah, right. So even worse, but uh, he seems to have found a niche, and I think the, the Bucks mm. are his niche. Whereas weirdly enough, Deli was on the Bucks, and he couldn't find a niche there. But I see that he's he, he's he's about to start playing in the NBL. And what was the, what was that quote that they had out there? Like, like he'll, he'll rip your head off to win. And and as you pointed out on the pod account, he he, he won't be able to shoot it from there though. He'll just pass yeah, it up. He'll, 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 he'll uh, look, look around and look around yeah. and try and hand it off. That's what I mean, he'll do. Attack someone's ankles. Oh, I think he's going to struggle in the NBL. The NBL's a good comp. I think, um, I think he's he's a washhead. Uh, Gavoni had a really good article today sort of breaking down all the places that high school players could go to get ready for the this NBA. This is the Draft Express dude, yeah? Mm. Uh, very, very sort of fair and balanced article. Like, you know, the G League Ignite is pretty much for your top six draft picks. Yep. You know, they they have six players and then a whole bunch of veterans and it's like, it's like uh, finishing school to get you ready for the NBA. And there, there was um, a lot of fucking nonsense spoken about Jonathan Kaminga uh, not being as, as ready a pro, uh, prospect as yeah. was it Jalen Green, and the other Duke one and- who was ready. And, and Kaminga yeah. looks Kaminga looks like he's going to be absolutely fine. I, mean, I think he got pulled early in the game today, but um, he was really good in the game the last couple of games yeah. for the Dubs. So, and he's a fucking absolute beginner. You know, he's an absolute rook. So. Uh, I think that's going to work out quite well. So, so chalk one up to the G League Ignite. We know how good the NBL is at this shit. We've seen what what you know the Giddies and the Lamellos and the the RJ Hamptons of the world. They they look Mate, fucking league uh, ready. Giddy looks fucking awesome, man. That OKC yeah. team, it, like I know it has. Have they got another three- win today? They're, they're yeah, so good. The- are they? They almost. They must be scary. They're, they're in the playing game. Six and eight. They are yeah, in they- the playing game. This is this uh, is and, the and, thing. And can you remember the coach's name? Uh, I think yes. Do you think it's Dagino yes. or Dino or something? It's, yeah, it's it's one of the musketeers. Dagino. That's all I can remember. He's one of the three musketeers. Yeah, we've established that. Yeah, <laughs> Dagino. That's like he 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 had yeah. to he had some personal stuff and he had to leave the team and I think he's um. The assistant coach had a name like Finch or something like really yeah. easy to remember, and I'm like, oh my god, all the all the NBA writers are like, oh, just let this guy coach. <laughs> yeah, he had to leave, to leave, leave the team because someone challenged him to a duel, slapped him in the face with a fucking gauntlet. <laughs> um, yes, but uh, like th- this is the thing, right? Is this is what I wanted OKC to do is to roll out whatever sides the front office gave them. 
but not give a fuck if those guys actually won some games. Like, not, you know, let's not shut fucking SGA down. Let's actually let them win because they've got a million fucking draft picks from other teams as well. Like, I like I like them yeah. being scrappy. There's and- no reason to be playing for draft picks when you own all the draft picks. Uh, In fact, play better so yeah. that the swaps are much more bet, much more awful for the people That's- that you're playing against. Well, don't, do they have the do they have the Rockets pick this year or is it next? Yeah, I think year? they've got, they, they must have quite a few Rockets picks because there was Chris Paul uh, trade action, wasn't there? Yes, the the uh, the leftover Westbrook um, regret, I guess. <laughs> How, how's how's that going for the Lakers? Like. Buddy Heald must be looking pretty damn fine right about now. The Lakers are eight and eight. They they are terrible without LeBron, and Anthony Davis is not a number one option, and he will never be a number one option. That's that's kind of the yeah. Wonder the the, the, the the, stark realization is that is that the Lakers plan to build around Anthony Davis when LeBron goes. Yeah, that's not going to work out. That's eh? absolutely not going to work. They're going to have to find somebody else to be the lead. I wonder how people feel about having him in the NBA top seventy five. Anthony Davis. Yeah. I reckon that's going to age badly because, I mean, as I understand it, they don't take out. They're not going to take those people out. Say in 25 years when they do like the NBA 100 and 100, they're not going to take those people. They're not going to redraw everyone. Everybody's already in is is in. No, no, it's for posterity. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be the. They'll pick another 25. 100 of 100. Yeah. 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 I don't don't think he's going to age well at all. I don't think, to be honest, I don't think Dame Lillard's going to age that well either. Oh, because I he's, think, I think he his does. entire career, he's going to win nothing, unless he ends up being like the the third, the you know the the, the fucking third wheel on a, on a championship team when he after Portland blows up. Uh, I guess Nash has got the two, the two MVPs, MVPs plus, yeah. and the fact that that Suns team essentially was the the forerunner for those Spurs and yeah. and um. Dubs teams. A lot of that NBA 50, NBA 75 thing is, can you tell the story of the league without this guy? And you can tell the story of the league without yeah. Dame because Dame is a, yeah. you know, I mean, there are, Logo Lillard is a thing, but apart from that, everything that, that he'd done had been done by Steph Curry. Um, you know, he didn't invent anything new. He the, was like, the, it was a bit like Clyde Drexler to Michael Jordan. He was like a uh, slightly not as good version of pretty much the same kind of player. I think Dame time is a thing. Like the dude has hit more walk-off clutch shots than just about anyone in history, I think. Yeah, that's absolutely I don't true. Know, I don't know whether that's enough to make but it. I don't, think, I don't know if it makes you one of the best 75 players in the world. Yeah. When, I mean, as you say, you know, Steve Nash, you know, got a couple of MVPs and, and Lillard is, is, has been historically a scratch to even get in the All-Star team. Yeah, well, there was a lot of years where he was doing the go-bear thing where it was – he was the uh, snub. You know, you, you you guys aren't respecting me. So, mm. yeah, we didn't really talk about that team much, but there's a couple of, like, well, Westbrook with every game just looks worse and worse being part of that, uh, you know, part of that crew, I guess. They're not worth watching. They're, they're a fucking 500 team. And without LeBron, they're a yeah. waste of fucking time. They're, yeah. They've got the same record as Portland, and Portland are awful to watch too. They turn up on NBA TV a lot because, for whatever reason, you know they're, they're in that kind of late late evening slot, but um, late afternoon slot. But they're not they're not fun to watch. Um, You'd have depends to on say someone like the, the Thunder, where you can actually enjoy them. Their their um, ineffectual thrashing. 
It's actually well, or, or even the Grizz, which are like full yeah, on the Grizzlies are a, ball, they're a ball, better ball, team to the wall every every yeah. t- every game. You know, yeah. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Eastern Conference is more fun this year than the Eastern West. Eastern Conference is far more fun. I mean, the West is, I mean, <laughs> apart apart from Golden State, I mean, I haven't, I've watched a bit of Phoenix and they've got an excellent record, but I, I haven't really felt like I've enjoyed a lot of Phoenix basketball. No, I mean, no, they've won 10 on the Phoenix, trot, but they've, it hasn't really Phoenix felt Phoenix are the most, great. Bo- the most boring 10 win team in the history of the NBA. It's That's like, kind of how oh. I feel too. It's kind of, yeah. uh, and I know that they've punched the shit out of some tom- fucking tomato cans, as they say in boxing parlance. But mm. um, and it's like, genuine. Like, I mean, they're eleven and three. Credit to them. They're they're, they're back. They've they've shaken off that um, kind of finals lethargy. But um, and, and yeah. Aiton's only just back. But like, yeah. th- there's a play. There was a play in the game yesterday that just sums up Phoenix, which was Chris Paul tried to flop for a foul, was halfway down, realized that. The ref wasn't going to give him the call. He wasn't going to. He wasn't going to buy the. Yeah, wasn't going to buy the foul, and he just got this ridiculous assist for a layup. And it's just like, well, <laughs> that, that that's the Suns. It's like just you know, uh, it's not necessarily the most um, amazing stuff to watch, but they uh, sort of out competence that the the Bulls have doing been doing it a little bit as well, where they just beat you by being. Really, really competent from night to night to night to night. Yeah. Like they just don't have a, they don't seem to have a a low point. You know, they're gonna yeah. work hard on defense. They're gonna, you know, make you rotate that extra player in attack, and they just keep going. And yeah, it's a bit. It, unless it's, you- it, it feels a bit uh, Utah Jazzy in in that respect, and yes. it also makes you think yeah. this might be the ceiling for the team. Like they might not have an, have another year to go to in playoff basketball. Mm. Um, the this might you can't really the, see very many of these Bulls players going to an extra level when uh, when things get particularly uh, tense. Adam looked um, like he picked a really bad because on the on the podcast episode you didn't listen to, Adam uh, opened up by praising the hell out of Chris Paul, and then the very next day, um, Phoenix went into a big old hole. and Chris Paul played like shit, uh, but then he managed to dig it out and won the game, so it turned out all right. That was in the Mavs um, game. The um, the the thing with the Bulls that makes me a little bit more confident that they're going to go a bit further than like a first round flame out is that Donovan is just been absolutely willing to try some batshit crazy stuff. Like the Bulls or the Jazz? DeRozan, no, the Bulls. De, yeah. DeRozan finished. The oh, game I was thinking, when you said Donovan, day. I was thinking Donovan. Mitchell? Oh no, not Donovan Mitchell. Particularly no, after no. the other week where you you called the Davion Mitchell Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> How many Donovans do we have? I'm getting my too many Donovans, too many Mitchells. Um, the Bulls, yeah, no, no. I just the, the Bulls are fun. The Bulls are fun. Um, like the Magic. Are, I wouldn't are, say are, they're fun. I, I think I think it, they're, they're, the results are good. But I've watched yeah. I watched a couple of their games and I've never nothing is stuck from any of their games. I haven't watched any of their games no. and thought I really enjoyed that game of basketball. It was just sort of here's a game of basketball that is happening. I guess the thing that I'm really enjoying about this year's NBA is there's some different shit. It's not everyone running the same stuff. Now, whether that's the rule changes or just there's been a big shakeup of players moving around and we've got some sort of newer combinations, uh, I'm not entirely sure, but it just seems like there's a bit more variety this year than there has been. Do you feel that or is it is it just me? Like, you know, you've got – like in the same co- – 
you know, you've got the Bulls and the Cavs, right? The Bulls are playing DeRozan at centre and the Cavs, are, until they had all their injuries, were playing essentially three centres at the same time or three people that could play centre in the modern NBA. And the Kings the are playing time. entirely mo- teams made up of guards. I think the problem guards, is that yeah, this works like, until it, it doesn't and then people stop it doing it yeah. and then people shut down. Like the, the Kings the Kings have, have kind of ended up in a bit of a hole um, and the, the Cavs are probably going to, go in, are going to go into a bit of a hole. Although the Kings, what the Kings really need to do is fire Luke Walton because Luke Walton is not reaching the people. Or... Or trade, yeah, probably both, and then trade Fox for Simmons. Like, no, no, just do we've it. established that 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 Daryl Morey's going to trade Ben Simmons for James Harden. That's that's apparently the story <laughs> oh, that he's been God. trying to get out. Or maybe oh, Jeremy God. Grant. The man's huffing the paint. Stu- I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> the stuff that journalists will do to keep. I mean, James Harden's washed and, and fat and incompetent and not not yeah. any kind of scorer under these rules. But Jesus Christ. Putting out into the world, he's a real believer in speaking into existence, isn't he, James Harden? Uh, Daryl Morey. He's like, no, no, I only want to trade him for, for James Harden, and I'm sure Brooklyn are like, yeah, sure, we'll Did- trade with our with our major rival in the same fucking division. Durant might look at look at Harden struggling to get over halfway and say, well, actually, you know, this athletic guy that can get up and down the the, the floor might actually help me right now. Can I package up Kyrie and send him too? Yeah, oh, fucking that, that's that's weird, man. Well, ha- Durant might be a guy who who won't have issues with with Simmons because uh, Durant is the kind of guy who doesn't give a shit about most of the other stuff. He just cares about hooping. And if Simmons turns up and wants to hoop, then that's that's how that is. But Jesus Christ, I mean, Darren Moore's chances of getting anybody on a, on a clutch contract ever again uh, are now nil because he's he's gone to war against clutch. I don't know if you win that. As a GM, I don't, I don't understand why you would do that. It's definitely uh, like a, almost like a case study, like an experiment that you would do in a lab. You know what? what mm. What's going to work? Like, where, where is the actual power structure in the NBA? Is it with front offices or is it with agents, if, with super agents? And uh, let let's cook up let's an experiment. Let's ask Woj. And see how what, that goes. what has Woj been yeah. told to tweet about this? Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a great. A great time for transparency of where you, who, who, who your list of sources are. Is your yeah. list of sources clutch or is your list of sources someone in the room? I appreciate that they're showing they're working so we can actually see what they're up to. Um, anyway, all right. I am out of wine. Can we uh, recharge our glasses and come back and talk to Did we teams? get enough shots off at the, uh, at the former Australian captain? I mean, all the jokes have been oh. done about Tim Payne's main vein resulting in a blame game. Um, how do you? I mean, do you feel particularly surprised or shocked or horrified by this? And it it does seem quite sickeningly ironic that the the guy that the moral fucking compass that they turned to after mm. Sandpaper Gate had been had already been massively compromised himself years before. This is massively predates fucking Sandpaper Balls. Sandpaper Gate, yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just. There's does, nothing does, about Australian does, cricket that isn't gross yeah. and corrupt. It's just. Just hilarious. There's a couple of things I was talking to Pat about this afternoon. A is we hold our uh, our cricketers to a much higher standard than our publicly elected figures that actually oh, run the country. Absolutely. Or our commentators. Um, I mean, Warney has had plenty of gigs after he bloody uh, sent pictures of his and, – and Ian Botham. I mean, there's Ian Botham's fucking weird hog has been out on the internet because whoever <laughs> he, he sexted it to uh, sent it out there. 
Um, and it was an upsetting. Se- it was like a nailed barbecue sausage kind of job. My, my theory wild. is that it's actually the fact that he's he, that that Tim Hayner also has a very weird hog, and and if you've got a weird hog, you can't come out command respect in a locker room. That's where he has to go. Um, sexting while you know a lot of fun and really great in private just does not look good when it gets out in public. No, it, 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 like even consensually, it just never it never. Well, comes that, and then that's great. the question is whether it was consensual because it's like kind of borderline whether it might have been started consensual and it was like yeah. Next morning, I'm not so you know I don't really want to be. Yeah, I'm not, not quite as into that as it, as it appears. Of your hog. Yeah, I don't uh, do not want to see your weird Tasmanian hog. But but the probably the weirdest thing is will Australia finally pick a, a bowler as their cricket captain? Because oh, they seem quite they're quite happy with a sex pest as their cricket captain, but a bowler? Well, they've always they're always happy. But, but, yeah, I mean, there's got to be some standards. The, the the timing is particularly peculiar, isn't it? It either feels like. They got wind that a British tabloid was about to splurge it all over yeah. their fucking red top front pages, or so they've been looking to move pain on, and this was as good a way as any. Somebody in there in the system with the knowledge knowledge of the mm. situation. I mean, this would be a much worse situation for Australian cricket if Payne wasn't a fucking liability. He's not a great captain. He's a terrible reviewer, and he's not a great batsman. And he's lost Test matches with his wicket keeping. So while while yeah. there was a period after Sandpaper Gate where it was important to have him as a and I I almost I'm laughing to say this but as a moral compass as a correction from the previous regimes that time is over anyway so you can see an argument why they would would have liked to move on from him anyway and this might end up being quite convenient for the Australian cricket overlords. Mm. It's not yeah, to say like- they that's not to say they did this to, to move him on but. Um, it's not going to be an inconvenience to them. No, I don't think. I don't think England are suddenly like, oh my god, we don't have to face Tim Payne. No, uh, they might replace him with a better wicketkeeper and a better batsman. Yeah, one, one like you know, you go with Wade, you've probably got a better batsman. You go with Pearson, you've probably got a better keeper. Uh, Cummins They're not going is probably with Pearson. A, They've already got their one Queenslander. Um, Cummins is probably a better tactical captain than than either of them. Like than. Than any of the other, like, and Steve Smith will be the captain because um, you can't have both. Oh man, it's if against the, the law. If that, if if that's the go, then yeah. But look, look pretty, that pretty law, that that law stops uh, Shane Warne from being captain. Yeah, and I think that's an important. Exception to the rule. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doc. Uh, I'll catch you on the flip side. It's been a pleasure to talk to you once again. And you, sir. Catch you next right. week. See ya. Oh, I wasn't as rusty as I thought. You don't forget how to take. That's right. Hot takes, hot takes just bake themselves. Just let the takes, just just let the takes free. Just let them go. Right, you need to get another drink. Yeah, I'll be back. I'm gonna go upstairs and pour it. Take on me.